Welcome to Shirts and Skins with Tori and Josh. I'm Tori. I'm Josh. And we're coming back to you with a special second episode to follow up with you on the NFL. Let's get right to it. This is what you get whenever we have this hiatus. Again, we just kind of commented on that, but this is what we got to do. We got to break it down to two-parter. This is going to be an NFL special because NFL is king. We need more than just half an hour to be able to get onto this. So we want to just kind of get into this right here. This We're quarter of the way through the season. We're going to talk a little bit of our surprise teams, both the good and the bad. But we want to talk about this past Sunday with the what would have been the Broncos over Patriots if it wasn't for the absolute domination by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers over the Green Bay Packers. That would have been the story of the week was Denver – having their first road win in New England since 2006 in the fashion that it happened. Yeah. Like when the cam's coming back, everyone's like, okay, cam's back. The Patriots will be back on. They just barely lost to the chiefs with having a, a no name quarterback. So you got to imagine they're coming back. They're like, okay, we got cam back. Our offense is going to get back to normal. We're going to be clicking and just look like pure garbage out there. I mean, like Denver matched them on every statistical thing. I mean, the real telling thing for me was how Denver's defense was all over them. Yeah. Two picks, which again, New England got two picks off uh, off Drew as well. Uh, but they forced four fumbles. Granted, they only got one, but that just shows how much they were on these yeah. guys. They were swarming, and you had the two interceptions on top of it. I mean, that defense was all over New England and Bill Belichick. And I hate to see the donkeys look that good. Obviously, that they're <laughs> being a division rival. I'm not a Broncos fan at all. But they, they looked pretty good. Hopefully it was a fluke. I mean, you're having a good season, and they're still on your heels. Yeah, so, but the, again, the the big game, the surprise game for me, the quote-unquote game of the week, as it was talked about. It was supposed to be. You know, with the Rodgers and, and Brady matchup that turned into a... It's the game of the week that we're talking about. <laughs> I'll say that. <laughs> this got a lot of hype, and it turned out to be just an absolute whooping. Rodgers coming into the game not throwing a single interception, throws two, one for a pick six, and he didn't seem right after the first one. Like The second one wasn't as much his fault as the first one was just a bad throw. The guy jumped the route, took it to the house, and that Bucks defense just looked absolutely ridiculously good. The Buccaneers defense is not to be fooled with the, this their, year. Their front seven, I knew their front seven would be good. They had a great front seven last year. Like That wasn't the problem. It's their secondary. And they've had some guys that are really stepping up. Surprising me how well their secondary is playing. And, you know, it's again, early in the season, they looked great. Now they're starting to come into their own. They're looking good. Um, I want to throw this out there just real quick. Um, so the Buccaneers are 4-2. And, two. and again, I, I think the consensus for everyone is uh, the team to beat is going to be the Chiefs, inevitably. Right. Somebody has to get through the Chiefs to either get to the Super Bowl or win the Super Bowl. Um, to this point in the season... Kansas City scored 175 points. The Buccaneers have scored 177. Wow. The Chiefs defense, now, this can go either way, right? Because the Chiefs aren't, they don't have a great defense. Right. Um, the defense is held to 127 points scored on them. The Buccaneers, 122. So the Buccaneers are playing better as yeah. a team, as a whole, as a unit. And then you throw on top of that, Tom Brady's fourth in touchdowns thrown so far this season. With a beat-up offense. I mean, they haven't had – this, this is the first game they had Mike both Godwin and Evans being, like, healthy for the most part. Right. 
So And he just hasn't been a focal point in that offense. Like you, a decoy mostly. You get them Gronk had his game. I don't expect Gronk to have those games a lot. He he did he looked slow still, but it's that security blanket. Like yes. that's Brady's go to guy. He knows if it's in the radius for the most part, Gronk usually is good about coming down with it. Yes, I think they're finally building that chemistry that they've been waiting for. Um, I'm not sure if it's going to continue to trend that way because, again, I mean, there's so many weapons on that offense. But it, it's been nice to see Gronk get a couple touchdowns over the last few yeah. weeks. Yeah, if you're a fan of football, you like Gronk. Unless you, I mean, even when he's at the Patriots, like you just like the way Gronk was. Oh, yeah. That carefree, big goofball kind of guy. It's not so, that you didn't like Gronk. You didn't like him on the Patriots. <laughs> right, you didn't like the Patriots. Like That's the biggest thing. You, you just hated the Patriots. Right. You, you may have hated Tom Brady. You hated the Patriots. The Belichickian way. But everybody liked Gronk in just the way he was. He was a big, dumb animal. <laughs> like You you liked to kind of see the way he's doing things. So it was he's good to see him. He's a football player. Yes. Through and through. It's like he's the player that like you love football for reasons like him. Yeah. Like that big, dumb jock just out there having fun. <laughs> the big, dumb jock. That, that stereotypical kind of guy. Like that, yes. That's what you expect whenever you think Total of... Total blast at a party. Yes. Or on a yacht at a party on a yacht, <laughs> like. So it was it was cool to see him kind of coming to do his thing, you know. I'm I'm curious to see if they're gonna be able to keep that offense up. I think they're gonna have one of the best offenses, but they are in the NFC. NFC's still stacked. The NFC stacked. The NFC South is still stacked. Well, it, it's a hard division. It's a hard division, despite what what's happening over there in Atlanta, uh, which can still ruin a season for somebody. I feel like, uh, but it quickly jump back on what the Buccaneers are doing now, again, like they're allowing about the same amount of points as a bad chiefs defense, but they're opportunistic is what, and I think that a lot of people saw that from last year was especially in the second half of the season, the Buccaneers defense was the real deal. And the, the they were on the field a lot. Jameis turned lot. the ball over a lot. So they were tired. That's, they may have given up points, but they're also because they're on the field for over half the game. The offense never really gave them time to rest. Right. Now they're going to have time to rest. Right. And it's showing up in the stat column, too. The NFL team sack leaders. Buccaneers are tied for second. 22 sacks, only behind the Pittsburgh Steelers. Getting just as many sacks as the Ravens are, and just above the Eagles and the Rams. Rams of Aaron Donald. And that man, that's what he does, is get to the quarterback. So the Buccaneers defense, second in sacks. Total sacks so far on the season. Interceptions. Buccaneers. Tied for second. Again, right there with the Steelers, tied for second. And the Colts, 4-2, and two, that's a big reason why. They're picking off the other team. It's not so much Phillip Rivers as an opportunistic Colts defense. But the Buccaneers, right there in second place. So in the most important columns, they're getting takeaways. They're getting to the quarterback. Right. And Tom Brady's fourth in TDs. And if Tom can get some of these interceptions under control, he's had some bad INTs. Oh, yeah, he's definitely had some chemistry issues and some lack of arm strength throws. So if they can kind of get that tamed down a little bit, even with that, they're still winning. They're, they're, they're looking good. That's the biggest thing with them. They needed a win like this to really put the league on notice. Yes. Be like, look, here, here is what we can do. And come the postseason, if we can do this, look out. Coming into this game, I thought Packers would win – not like the way the Bucks won, but I expected them to win by like I was thinking seven to ten points. Yeah, Packers win, and I was like, if this is going to prove the Bucks are good, but they're not great yet, and prove that the Packers are that good, and it's completely did a one eighty. And now I'm like, dude, the Bucks look good, and I think the Packers needed this loss. 
I think they came in big headed. Aaron Rodgers would tell you that. They came in kind of big headed and just didn't look right. Something was going on with them that I don't know what was up, but they definitely were off a little bit. But just the way that outcome was, I was absolutely blown away. Yeah, I mean, you know, the the Packers were five and zero, uh, and they were one of the biggest surprises uh, of this season. I don't want to. I hate to say that the Packers are a surprise because they're always in the thick. Of they're it. always a good team. They're always a good team. You you give them one of the historically great quarterbacks. But again, and then before that, they had another one of them. With their offseason they just had, and the, the turmoil that everyone thought was going to be there the with draft that moves draft, that they made exactly right. You thought that it was going to come in being like, okay, where are they going to be? And I understand they were a great team last year, but you weren't sure where Rodgers was going to be mentally pissed off with the way they drafted, the what they did. So for them to come in and, and start off five and zero, looking great with. And Devontae Again, Adams has been out. Most he's been of the out season. for most of it. So who is even throwing? Then there, they had Martez Scandling or I don't guys you don't know of. And even then, and they were five and zero. One of those guys were out. Right. So they were down to like their third wide receiver. So to be able to do what he's doing with again no weapons, as they always like to say, the running back's been a monster. He's been fantastic. But their receiving core is Devontae Adams and guys you never heard of. Yep. And with him being out for. Two or three games, I think it was. Yeah, and he still be able to play the way they played. It's it's been impressive, yeah. so which makes the Bucks egg. even more impressive, right? And then this was a statement win by the Bucks. So I think this really does give uh, the Packers, you know, the kick in the ass that they that they need to say, hey, look, there are other teams that might be better than us out there, and so we need to get right. We need to refocus, yeah. and then the Buccaneers can look at it as, yeah, they're they're also one of the favorites uh, in the in this conference, and we might have to go through them. And we did by 28 points. Yeah. Like they, they showed the world that, hey, we're, we're serious here. We're going to come out. And if they can do that week to week, then they're, they would have to put them up there with favorites. Like, I think it was definitely a week, win or lose, that both teams learned a lot from. Yes. I think that's uh, fair to say. It, it was eye-opening for both sides. We'll see how Green Bay reacts to it. They're coming against the Texans. Is this the start of all the turmoil? Because, I mean, another good point, too, is that the teams that the Packers have beaten, their number one player has been out as well. So the Packers haven't had Devontae Adams, but there's been a lot of injuries on the other side of the field too for those five wins that the Packers have. So now we really get to thick, getting into the almost the midway point of the season, we really get to see what these Packers are made of. And if any of that offseason turmoil, well, more so hearsay and rumblings, but let's see if that actually gains any footing, gains any ground going forward. Yeah, I mean, going through the the Packers schedule, the the Vikings again, the Vikings. probably the most disappointing team so far through the first what six games here. I'm really I upset mean, with that. They they beat the Vikings, they beat the Lions, they beat the Saints. The Saints are a little off right now. Yeah, I, I really Michael think Thomas Michael Thomas game. coming back is going to yep. make a difference for them. They beat the Falcons and then lose to the Bucks. So I mean, like I said, the the teams they've beat aren't like the world beater teams that the, the uh, Saints are probably the best team on that schedule. And like I said, without Michael Thomas, they seem like a different team. I, it's amazing one player makes that big a difference. But they just seem off without that guy. So I got a feeling they're going to start to come up a little bit. So, I mean, the, that was their biggest challenge up to date. Yep. And they just pooped the bed. Yep. Again, maybe they came into that big head and thinking, no challenge. We're the better team. Yeah, we're undefeated. We'll turn it on. Yeah. Like I said, eye-opening game. Really shocked me how really good the Bucks looked. For the most part, both sides. Again, Brady 
still looks like he's trying to come together. Did a thing. Two TDs, zero INTs. Looks solid. But again, I mean, 166 yards, pedestrian. Yeah. Ronald yeah. Jones had a good game, but again, their defense did what they needed to do to be able to have them win. Absolutely. You know, they did the, the old school kind of it's how you win games is defense and run the ball. Yep. Control the clock, get to key turnovers, don't turn the ball over. Don't turn the ball over. So. Keep it away from Aaron Rodgers if he ever gets hot that game. If their defense can continue to do that, they'll be quite the impressive team. Some of the other games I kind of wanted to get to this week was I know the the Ravens are a team that a lot of people are looking at that can be one of those contenders against the the, the Buccaneers types of teams being 5-1, and one, but they struggled against the Eagles. That was a bad look. They've looked really good against everybody else, uh, in my opinion, and Lamar Jackson uh, – Again, still proving to be more of a runner than a than a deep thrower. Right. That's a that's a concern that's always you know been on him uh, throughout his tenure in the NFL. But I will say this: the one thing that is pretty consistent about Baltimore is that they've scored in every single quarter all season long. And they have a stout defense. They have yes, they do a very good defense, which helps them win. Obviously, same thing we were just saying: you run the ball, don't turn the ball over. Defense wins championships, but Lamar Jackson coming into this was supposed to be i mean that was your reigning mvp reigning mvp to me he's not having a, a reigning mvp season no i think that belongs to russell wilson i think he's coming By back a down shot, a little bit like he's not who he was so um, the ravens are a team that i i think it's smoke and mirrors i don't think they're a great team that the record shows being five and one do you believe more in the five and oh pittsburgh steelers another team that i think is because those are those guys are going to meet up soon that's where one i want to come out of that division the the steelers are another team again they just dominated absolutely blew out the browns i don't believe in the browns either i, I get four and two people are like oh they're gonna be something they're a good team and i'm like they haven't really played anybody it's probably the second toughest division in football right now though i agree if, if you're going by record if, if you look at record, yes, by far they are. And five and, I, I five think and one, three and four and two, four and two. The Ravens are a team I don't think you want to see in the playoffs because they do have Lamar Jackson is going to be a tough one to really do something. But you have to have the right defense to be able to stop them. True. The Steelers that their offense. I mean, Juju hasn't even done anything this year. You don't. Yeah, heard not yet. They still haven't lost. And they have another yet another receiver. This kid Chase. Claypool that just came up has been dominating two games in a row. He had great games. The Steelers just get these freaking receivers and they plug and play and they just look great. Defense is absolutely dominating. Jeez. One of the most dominant defenses in the league this year so far. And it's the Pittsburgh way. The yeah. They have a way. I love it when a team can draft or grab players off free agencies or trades and you just know like they fit. They just fit the brand. You know what I mean? linebackers and wide receivers something about that team that they'll they'll draft these wide receivers and these linebackers and they turn into stars and then you're just like oh yeah that makes total sense oh and then they're second league in interceptions and what first or second sacks and you're like yep steel curtains back 2020 the steel curtain the steel <laughs> curtains still tearing people apart i might even have to say i think tj watt is a better player than jj watt i mean did you say that I, I think he he's might more reliable be. on the field. As he's far on as the field all the time. I mean, I'll definitely concede that But I think he might be a better. Wow, a better player. I, I think he might be a more dominant guy. You think he's uh, gonna win Defense Player of the Year in his in his career? 
I think so. He's that good because JJ was. I, I think he'll be able to do it. I think what's going to hurt him if he anchors that defense the way he is. I think he he's already doing that right now. Like exactly. I think he's he's the guy there. Can make a case. So going going forward, you can definitely make he's a case. Top, he's on that trajectory. Top three or four DNs right now. Whatever you want to call him, outside linebacker, defensive end. Like he's yeah. a pass yeah, rusher. That, yeah, when you can plug and play somebody that big, like uh, yeah, your your Darnolds or your Max or your Watts brothers. Yeah, yeah, it, it's just. How do how do you want us to hurt you this week? Right, but that that team right there, the Steelers. I think I want to see them play somebody this week. They have a, a big test. This is going to be a big game. You got the Steelers and Titans. Yeah, buddy. That's going to be another week. We're going to learn a lot about both teams on both win teams. and loss. They both need this challenge because neither one of these two teams really played to my in my opinion that team that's really been the challenging team for them. They've kind of played some okay teams, mediocre teams. Now they get the challenge. Who's which team is going to step up to the challenge? Yep, both are undefeated. Two five and zero teams. You know that we only got three of them left, and this is going to knock out one of them for sure. Yep, and again, I mean, from looking at Pittsburgh, what scares me about them is yeah, they look like they've picked off since two thousand nine. Yeah, you know, what I mean, like they just picked right up where they've left off for all these years. They are exactly who we think they are year after year. They're incredibly reliable in that way. Um, but I tell you what, out of any team in the NFL, the Titans, I'm not high on them whatsoever, but I do not want to play them. They are the scariest team to me in a, in a one and done winner go home playoff style that the NFL has. They are too deep, too consistent, and they don't really have any holes on either side. Right. I do not want to play them. If I, if I have, um, Aaron Rodgers or Brady or Breeze or, uh, hell, even, uh, Mahomes on my side of the field, they're going to keep the ball. They're going to control the clock away from them. You know, Travis Henry's looking like a man amongst boys. He is just doing his thing. This past game, this man ran a 94 yard touchdown and clocked at like 20.6 miles per hour. This guy's running 21 miles per hour, and he's a 6'2 brick shithouse. <laughs> it's like 240 pounds, which you know he's probably more than that because they always tend to... You get in the way of that, you're a roadkill. <laughs> like, you don't want to get in front of that. You let him run past you and then jump on his back. That and hope. wrecks your bumper and your windshield. <laughs> that man, if you hit him, that's hitting a cow. So they, they definitely have the right formula to win. The, again, old school ball. It's run the ball. Control it. Tannehill's played very well. Very well. He's almost 1,400 yards in the season, 13 touchdowns, two interceptions. I don't know if this whole time I've been blinded by his coach being Adam Gaze when he was in Miami. That's the thing. Is is this the real Tannehill? All of a sudden, he's a winning quarterback. Like Consistent, reliable. Last season, he played incredible to end the season. The best quarterback probably to end the season. More tur- or more touchdowns and turnovers by far. Who is this man? Like He's looking legit with... Again, a, a team that, other than A.J. Brown, I don't know who his receivers are. He It helps having that running game. Like, the Derrick Henry is yeah, just it helps a lot. It's opens up a lot. Game. Control the clock, stop them, because they can score no problem. Right. Like They get the ball first, Henry runs it in. All right, now I'm down seven, and they've already wasted eight minutes of the quarter. Yeah. And if I'm in the fourth quarter and I'm down four – and I got three minutes to go, two minutes to go. I don't know if I can score against them because they got Jadavian Clowney over there waiting for me. All they did was add depth. It reminds me of a, of a Patriots team. I mean, he's from that only coach from the Patriots 
tree that seems to be doing something. Right. Brable's over there building a, a nice team, a quiet, you know. Quiet storm. That they have good key players on defense. You bring in Jadavian Clowney, who automatically draws a double team. So you're freeing up everybody else. That. Right. And so, again, defense and control the clock. The, that running game controls the clock because people don't want to tackle. Tannehill throws 13. You TVs see the memes. Picks. I mean, yeah, where's, where's room for me to beat them? As it stands. You've seen the memes when you try to stop Henry <laughs> and he picks you up and throws you, uh, Josh Choke Norman. you through a table over the top <laughs> rope. God. No one wants to be the next meme, so now it's No, like, nobody wants. Yeah, it's like uh, getting posted in the NBA. You don't try and block <laughs> it. You get out the way. Yeah. Nobody wants to be the next Derrick Henry meme. You do the old Dion tackle. You let him run past you and hope to trip him up. Yeah, shoestring him on the way down. A uh, man that big, is you, you got to fear that. So now uh, Pittsburgh and Tennessee. That's going to be a really good – it should be a, a Pittsburgh-Baltimore type feel to it. I, yeah. I'm expecting a really gritty um, – Old school ball kind of – 18-16. Right. You know, kind of scoring game. It's got that feel to it. Or, you know, maybe even like an ugly 10-13 I like where this game is going to be. I'm really excited for it. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. I, I mean, there's only a handful of games next week that I think are going to be good, and that's probably going to be the best one. It's got to be the marquee game. You would think so. I mean, that's got to be the game of the week. they got to move that one down to that follow it up a little slot. bit better than this Buccaneers-Packers on. Right, let's hope it's a, a good one. You know, I mean, that wasn't much of a game. Speaking of the Bucks, they play my uh, beloved Raiders they Sunday do Night Football. Play your Raiders. And I'll be honest, before that Packers game, I was very confident. I'm like, hey, we're coming off that Chiefs win, going into a bye. That's an extra week to plan for this. And the way that they looked against the freaking Packers, I'm like, oh, man, I don't, I'll never say we're not going to win. Well, I mean, yeah, you already beat the Chiefs. We, we beat the Chiefs. We beat the Saints. But no Saints. one expected to beat the Saints. Like, listen, we're, we're better than what people want to give credit for. You beat two of for. the top teams. Two Super Bowl favorites, let's just say. Right. These are the teams that everyone's saying this year, they're contenders. Yeah, so if you knock off this one, so you're putting the league on notice Yes. with the Raiders being ahead of the curve, and depending on what the Chiefs do, you might be leading the division. Uh, we oh, would no, be, you'd be 4-2. Yeah, so if the Chiefs lose, we'd be 4-2. Actually, they have a bye this week, so even though right. I don't think we could take the first. Yeah. And, but, I mean, but even to that, at 4-2, and two, right on them. coming into this year, I don't think anybody expected that. I, I honestly didn't expect them to be that. If we can get this win, the games after this, there's not many hard games other than obviously the Chiefs again, but there's not many hard games where I'm, I, I really fear teams. So And you know the Chiefs circled that one on the calendar. Of course. Yeah, they're going to want revenge. After this last one, yeah, they're going to they're gonna come at you pretty high. They're going to come at you for revenge. But, I mean, if if they can get this game, like I said, that, that puts everybody in notice that, hey, the Raiders are real. Right. So this is definitely going to be a big game. Um Again, that that Bucks defense, if they play the way they did, they're going to be hard to beat. That's scary. Derek Carr is looking, I mean, just absolutely tremendous for for the Raiders this year, though. It's amazing the the hate. Um, obviously, being a fan, I, I'm in a couple of different like Facebook groups and things do, like that. Do you think David Carr wants his damn respect? <laughs> <laughs> some some LeBron esque, <laughs> put some respect on my name kind of seasons. Like he's throwing one interception so far this season. They talk about how he doesn't throw downfield. He hasn't had a weapon to throw downfield. But when he's, he has, though, right. God, he's looked great. He's he's thrown deep balls this year. He's like fifth in the league for average throw or average depth, and it's point-something yards different. He's throwing like 8.4. The next guy's throwing like 9.1 is the highest. 
So to, to really try to call that out, I hate that, but that's fans are fans for whatever reason. They're always going to be kind of complaining, find something to complain about. But Carr is thrown for, you know, 1,440 yards, 11 touchdowns and an interception. Your two top wide receivers, your starting wide receivers both went out. Your, your, your top dog wide receiver for a while has been Nelson Aguilar. Yeah, Aguilar. <laughs> like, look at him coming back. No one's seen that coming. Henry Ruggs came back. Finally, they were able to, he's healthy. They're throwing deep balls. The offense, I think, is going to be there. I think the offensive line is, is solid. I think they'll do a good job blocking against the Bucks. It's the Raiders' defense. Yeah, the running back is who you got to be afraid of. And, and their defense, the run defense for the Raiders is not great. They've the Raiders' the defense, period. fantasy points to, to running backs. The, the Raiders', Raiders defense, period, is a little bit shaky. It's starting to come together a little bit better. But it is shaky, so it could turn into a high-scoring game depending on how the Raiders' offense shows up. But again, I'm not as confident as I was before coming into that week. So we'll we'll kind of see how that plays out. Another interesting game that I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing is San Francisco at New England with San Francisco coming off a big win over the Rams. Jimmy G. Jimmy G going back to New England, going back to Bill. Ooh, that's a good story. New England just coming off that really embarrassing loss. You know Bill ain't going to have that. Bill's uh, going to have them boys. He's going to get those guys right. He's going to coach them up. Especially going to play against the 49ers and Jimmy G again. So you got him coming back in. The big rumors were that he didn't want to get rid of him in the first place. and Yeah, he would have rather gotten rid of Tom. Right. I, you know, rumors are rumors. But, I mean, that is a Belichick move. Yeah. And Kraft... Being the owner and being really tight with Brady, it really seemed like there was a there was a rift, right? Uh, for kind of between the two, so it seems like a split was inevitable. Yeah, and it seems like obviously now the rumors seem even more serious when Tom leaves to go to Tampa. Like right. makes it feel like it's a little bit more obvious that there was something going on there. So I think this should be an interesting game. Like, are the Rams? Not sorry, are the Forty ers for real after beating the Rams with all the injuries? With all the injuries had? they've had, are they still? I mean, again, they. They were NFC championships, I mean, not that long ago. Last year, they had a great year. They still got a good defense minus some injuries. So, Is it is it a primetime game? Do you think they're going to bump it into a primetime spot? I'll be surprised because it's in New England's the only reason why. But, again, there's not a lot of great with, games. With the storyline, though. But it's about the West Coast games. I mean, those, you only move usually one game to that 4 o'clock game, and you yeah, have to put the, the Pittsburgh-Tennessee in that 4 o'clock. Yeah, you do. Um, reason why I bring that up though is because uh, Jimmy G is seven and one in primetime games. He is the exact opposite of Kirk Cousins when it comes to primetime games. So, and again, with it with it being a marquee matchup like that, I do expect Jimmy G to. And you know, he would never come out and say this, and you know, nor should you. But he's going to be looking to stick it to the Patriots. And I mean, he has all the all the right to. Like he, uh, of course, he's going to want to do that. Yeah. Uh, Belichick doesn't want to beat him necessarily as he wants to have him back on his team. He's he got to go over there and show this is what you got rid of. Exactly. I want to show you that hey, I'm the real deal. You know. Yeah, you traded me for I was I was cool the ranch future. Doritos and cottage cheese. Yeah. You guys wanted to stick with Brady. Let me show you how much of a mistake that was cuz now you don't have Brady or me. Right. So, uh, I could see that. Quick little thing with the Vikings with Kirk Cousins as you mentioned yep. him, he's the uh the anti Kirk Cousins there with Jimmy G. That man, they just gave him that contract extension. This guy They're done. They gotta be done with him. Eleven touchdowns, ten interceptions. Like that's embarrassing. 
That's not even the primetime games that he sucks on. No, and that's and like you know, if you just go through it, he's a very talented quarterback, and year after year, he's of the top 10 to 12, 14, you know, better half of the league, right? Uh, as far as his production goes outside of primetime games and yeah. you know, Monday nights and all that. Um, and he typically in the thick of it, I mean, you know, they led the division not too long ago, yeah. Um, God, I but coming I into like- this year. I, I believe we both were kind of on the same level of thinking. We both had them winning the division. They're going to be division winners. Now they're at the bottom of the division. I'm looking at, and I mean. They're I'm looking a, up at the Detroit Lions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I love Stafford, Georgia Bulldog. You know what I mean? They got uh, they got Swift back there also, running back. Uh, another Georgia Bulldog. So, I mean, you got the, the recipe right there, buddy. Uh, but, you know. Kirk cut. They got to be done with Kirk. They're paying him so much, and they're just not getting that production back. Eleven TDs, ten picks, one in five. I mean, now I feel like you have to move on. I don't know how you get that contract somewhere else. I don't know if you can move him if you just bite the bullet and say, "Okay, we're gonna not be good for the next year or two, and let's go into the draft. Hang on to him, just keep paying him. Draft a guy and let him sit behind Cousins for a little bit, kind of deal. I mean." I don't know how you want to approach that one, but that one's definitely. But I'm a, I'm a big time uh, Mitch Trubisky supporter as a as a Bears fan, and uh, you know with a uh, with Nick Foles coming in and all that, especially taking over the reins. I mean, between the two quarterbacks, we still only lost one game, which I don't think any of us, even Bears fans, saw coming. I know I sure didn't. Um, but with Nagy and his quarterbacks not necessarily growing in the way that they showed that they would after the first year together. Uh, Trubisky never took that step forward like you kind of need to in year three right. uh, as a starting quarterback. And then everything that we've heard that the the Packers offseason was going to be, I mean, it just made sense that the Vikings would just re-up and make a run at the, the NFC North. And now they're staring up at the bottom of it. Yeah, It just doesn't make any sense to me. The Bears are leading it. Are we like the worst said, three three and O team? The worst four and one team? The worst five and one team? I just keep hearing how we're the worst at the top of the division. Big test this week. We got the Rams. Yeah, it's <laughs> and I believe it's. I want to say it's in Los Angeles, and we're not favorites. And so I already know what the media <laughs> thinks of us. <laughs> uh, but I made a statement win against uh, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, who did just put it on the Packers. Uh, so, you know, it's not like we don't have uh, a few wins uh, going our way uh, to back us up. But, um, yeah, the Rams, they're looking like, I don't know, a Los Angeles team that feels like winning the championship, like the other Los Angeles teams that are competing for championships and winning them. I'm excited for what the season has to offer. Uh, when we first initially made Nick Foles the starting quarterback, uh, I can see why Nagy would do it. Again, I mean, you saw Nick Foles just go face-to-face throw for throw with Tom Brady in the Super Bowl a few years back. Dick Foles was the starting QB for the Eagles, and he was lighting it up over there. And then he always seems to fall really hard back down to earth uh, in a very Fitzpatrick kind of way. Um, But again, he marched right into our Bears program and made himself the starting quarterback and beat Tom Brady. Um, I know Nagy can trust him on his throws much more than he can Trubisky. And so I get the move. But I mean, you know what? I'm happy with it. We're five and one. Trubisky definitely didn't prove that he can take over the team and and just he didn't keep his job. He didn't, he didn't win keep his, his job. You're absolutely right. Like, That's a great way to put it's, it. It's not that that Foles came in and took the job. It's just that Trubisky wasn't good enough to just keep it. Like he didn't show anything that you're like, "That's our man." Right. So he kind of just forfeited the job over to Foles, and Foles like comes in. He's looking good. You're five and one. What more do you want? 
He's like, I've been a starter like four different times in my career. Like, do you want me to be a fit? All right, I'll take your job. You like beat the Bucks, which is again one of those NFC favorite teams. Still All it getting... took was Brady not knowing what down it was. <laughs> still no love for the for the Bears. Still no love. They still don't believe in us. I'm one of those. I I believe in our defense. Defense is which again I couldn't even believe in them last year. I think that's where I was kind of on the edges. I didn't know what team we were going to have going into this year. Uh, I love the the first naggy season that we had. Uh, right. Oh, we. I can't go anywhere in a Bears hat still to this day without hearing about the double doink. <laughs> I still count. So like it tells me the amount of people that we had on notice that were like, "Hey, the Bears are scary. They might do something here." And everyone I talk to, whether it's Colorado or Florida. The double doink always comes up. I don't even have to be in the Chicago area. Um, but then last year, nothing felt right. Offense didn't feel right. Khalil Mack didn't feel right. Our secondary didn't feel right. And so I didn't have any anything to grasp and to hold on to when we were making our early season projections other than, I mean, the other team is Aaron Rodgers. So if it's not him, then it can't be us. So it's got to be the Vikings. Right. Uh, and Because it's definitely not going to be the, the Lions. Unfortunately, I oh, I'm a big fan of the Lions. Uh just as a divisional rival. Blasphemy. I, I just I love our division. It's usually so 8 and 8, 9 and 7 and we're fighting for a wild card and it's scrappy as hell and I just really enjoy it. Um I really thought uh Patricia would be able to to do something over there, but then it's the Belichickian <laughs> coaching tree that they just it seems that they try and pick up and they take a team. Hey, we're going to do it this way. And everyone there is like, who the hell are you? They don't buy into it the way you buy into Bill's system. Absolutely. Uh, again, the only one that's done it is Rabel. For some reason, all the rest of them throughout the years have all not seemed to be able to put it together. And the Lions are one of those teams where I would put them with the, the Falcons type of team where they have pieces there. Oh, they they always have talent like there. Like they they've they've had good pieces. They just for some reason can't bring it together. And that at the end of the day, it comes down to coaching. It it really does. You got to get the most out of your guys. And he's not doing it. I mean, I'm surprised he's still with the team. I am too. Um, I thought they'd get rid of it again. I'm, I think I'm kind of on the uh, the Adam Gaze, uh, you know, kind of story that you and I talked about a little bit before this podcast, where it's if the Jets do anything right this season, they don't fire Adam Gaze because they're the worst team in the league. And if Adam Gaze is going to do anything positive for my team, he's going to get me <laughs> a, a high draft pick. You're going to get me that first pick. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to bring in another coach for them to unlock Sam Darnold in the last four games of the season and screw this up for me. Back their way into three wins and yeah, just yeah exactly completely screw up their draft pick. And now like, I drop out of the top five in picks. If you're gonna suck, you suck. You got to do it right. I'm gonna thank Adam Gaze on his way out the door. Yes, uh, I think he's a terrific offensive coordinator. But again, I think as a head coach, he's just kind of very uh, Josh McDaniels or uh, Matt Patricia to where he's a great coordinator. But as far as being the man, being a leader of men to get a collective of a 53-man roster, both offense and defense, and be able to lead them. Especially, I mean, when you take over a team, if they just fired a coach and they bring in another one, there's turmoil in that locker room. Yes. You're probably a losing team and have been so for a few years. So you have guys that just got paid that are probably looking to be traded to other teams, probably have guys that are sick of it, want out anyways. 
and you might have some talent or two that are looking around like, are we ever going to do anything here? Or like, why am I here? And so for them to be able to step in with that hard-nosed Belichick way of it's my way or the highway, it, I, I just don't think it works initially. I think you have to be a player's coach right. first before you get that respect, and then you can demand. That's the biggest thing. you got to win first. You do. Like it doesn't matter what you do if you're not win, they're not gonna listen. Right. So if you're gonna come in and be that my way of the highway type of guy, you better be winning first. We better be winning games. Because I'm not gonna come to a team, lose, and have you just being a, a straight dick to me the whole time. Yeah, come to practice and just have me do sprints back and forth until I'm dropping on the ground and because he's a you know, this is what I need from you and it's like I don't need this. Yeah, For coaches you, don't have the kind of wins. power they did way back in the day. Now it's a it's a players' league. Yeah, you have to cater to your guys. Yeah, unless you're winning, you got to give them re- the respect, even if they don't deserve it. You got to give them some leash. You got to give them the respect if you're going to get it back. And then once you get the respect, you can get their trust, and then they can buy into whatever system you're trying to run. But you have to earn that first before you're going to get the results on the field. You can't just demand results on the field before you give in a little bit of yourself first. You go to the Patriots knowing it's not going to be fun, but you got a chance at a ring. Yeah, you know you're going to win. So unless you're chasing money, you're not going to go to those teams and get yelled at the whole time and just be, you know, miserable. Right. Unless, like you're saying, unless you're wanting to get paid, so you're chasing that payday and you go to a bad team to get overpaid. Yep. Or you go to a team like the Patriots Knowing, okay, this is going to suck, but there's a great chance I'm going to get me a ring. I am going to get yelled at, and I am going to have to run, and I might get cut. Hell, there's a a, a high level of responsibility that comes with being at an organization like a, like, well, yeah, I mean, like the Patriots. It's kind of like the standard right now that I feel like a lot of teams are trying to emulate. Yeah. Um, If you go to a team in search of winning, you might get cut, so there's some ownership there. Whereas if you're the Lions and they're just, coach after coach after coach and they're trying to have you buy into a system that it's not a winning culture right now it definitely takes the right coach and obviously they don't have it there maybe they'll get there but they're just they're definitely not there yet the lions are always one of those teams where i want them to do good and they just don't right and it's not for lack of having talent i mean it's one of those embarrassing teams where like you feel bad for their fan base because they do have a good fan base. It's Cleveland-esque type of... Yeah, they have a following. Like, you have that fan base that's there. Detroit's that way. You just you can't do anything to help the team. You don't produce for your fans, and they still show up for you. They still cheer for you, even though you suck. You're still the talk of the town. Yeah. So, that that's one of those teams where I hope they get better, but they're just not going to get better. Again, in... And, and now not. they're looking at, as we were talking about Kirk Cousins, you're almost at that end of, well, what do you do with Matt Stafford now? Yep. But that contract, he's going to be hard to get rid of. The next coach that comes in, do you want to – you don't want to take that guy, but you don't have a choice because of that contract. So it's definitely a pickle on, on their end. I'll say this. If I am the coach of the Lions, I'm happy I have Stafford because at least I have somebody I know what I'm going to get out of. Yes. If I have DeAndre Swift, I know I have a running back. Again, there's just talent. There is Their offense there. alone is good. They have yes. a really good offense. Two good wide receivers, good tight end. Swift seems like he's going to be – he had a great game yesterday or on Sunday. Great game. So they're on their way to being something. 100 yards, two TDs? 
Yeah. I want to say, I mean, damn. Like, they're on their, their offense is there. They had the pieces on defense before and still couldn't do it. That's going to be an interesting. Yeah, again, to go back to that, you have a losing culture and then you add in a talent and a personality and a high contract like Ndamukong Sue. Yeah. And then you have him stepping on people's faces and thighs and then he gets out of there. <laughs> and so, I mean, yeah, it's definitely, it's a hard place to win, but, uh, but it's not for lack of talent. Tua, what do you think about that move? Too soon? Definitely too soon. I don't know what they're doing there. Uh, to me, you're giving up on the season. You're you're three and three. You're still in the running for a playoff spot. Again, they added the extra thing. You're in second run. in your division. Yeah, you're in the running for the first place in the division. You're what a game and a half back. Fitzpatrick has not looked bad for you. Like he's looked good. You benched him in a game where you were up, so you gave two of the opportunity just because you were winning so big. You were winning so much that, that you're you like, let's pull starter. out our starter and put the backup in. And then he lost his job that way? Like, that's... I feel bad for Fitzpatrick, and I just think it's foolish on their end. Again, I feel like that's almost them giving up. I feel like they're saying our season is going to be done. Maybe Tua comes in and shines. Maybe that's what they see. Maybe they're maybe this, you know, throughout their season so far, when they're practicing, they're seeing, man, this kid looks good. He looks good. He looks good. He looks good. So, like, okay, it's a bye week. Let's go ahead and bring him in during the bye. Give him a little extra week. But again, if it's Patrick isn't doing anything to lose his job and you're you're five hundred and not looking bad, you're not getting blown out, you've actually blown out some some better teams. I think he was doing everything to keep his job. Why do you do this? There's no reason for him to lose it. Again, like I mean, the season's not even halfway through. They're second in the division. He's looking just fine. They're three and three. Uh they're looking up at the one seat or the the first place in the division. Um I want to spin it in a way where it's a bye week, so Tua has a chance to get all the reps underneath him, to get some some game planning, some game footage. He gets to get familiar with the playbook before they go into it. And they play, but they're playing the Rams. The, you're coming into a, a tough defense. You have a quarterback who the only knock, literally the only realistic knock on him, it's not his arm strength, it's not his, uh, his accuracy, it's not his awareness, it's not his feel for the game or the way he approaches the game, it's his proneness to being injured and injured for seasons multiple seasons at a time from high school to college to the pros and you're gonna line him up facing Aaron Darnold in his first game and the season's not over it's not like it's on the it's week 15 right they're gonna play two games and they're expected to lose so you're really just getting him reps and and game time it's the season's just getting rolling from a real standpoint and you took out the starter and you're putting him in, I want to spin it as we think he can take us over the top because there's still plenty of time in the season to do so. But I think it was really premature. I agree, definitely. I almost feel like it's like an ownership or management type of... They're pushing it? Like they want him in there. I mean, he was going to win the job anyway. He's he getting the job. He going to be the starter no matter what. Of course. What. But now? But why now? Why now is the question. Like... I don't know if they're trying to get people in the stands. This is that move to kind of get people in the stands because they're opening it up a little bit. It doesn't make sense to bring them in this way at this time. I mean, when... it's definitely the – this is actually the, the story know, of the week right now, right? Like, it's not even necessarily the Bucks beating the Packers. You can't turn on SportsCenter, ESPN, or NFL Network right now without saying two is starting. Yeah. And so they definitely have everyone's attention about it. Which, I mean, that's why we're talking about it right yeah, now. Yeah, it was huge breaking news. Like, Schefter came out saying, and 
I was just floored whenever I seen it. Cause I'm like, Fitzpatrick didn't even do anything to lose his job. Right. I was like, any. They uh, just dominated, <laughs> and he lost his job. And two was coming back from a dislocated hip. It just to me again, it comes off like a money move. Them trying to get their their young rookie, you know, the the name out there. But I I'll don't tell know. you what it was is they're looking at Burroughs looking like he's the real deal. And Justin Herbert of the Chargers, I mean, they're they're one and four, or they're one one four and one, I think. But I mean, Herbert, he's looking like the real deal. Herbert's come out and looked really good. He looks so sharp. He looks like he's picking it all up in real time. And I bet management was looking at it and like, we have a guy right now that can do all those things. Let's go out there and let's win this division. It's a down year for the Patriots. I mean, I, I went into the season thinking that the Patriots would be nine and seven, ten and six. I definitely didn't have the Dolphins being anywhere near the, winning the division. Right. But, I mean, they're right there. They're fighting for it. They're 3-3. Three and three. Uh, They throw into it, and if he's anything like Herbert or um, or Burroughs, they could actually win this division. I'm talking myself into the, it the, the more The Dolphins can come it. out and make us like fools if he me. comes out and shines. Right. But I just don't see it happening right away. I, again, I know Herbert looks incredible. He really does. And he looks so sharp. And uh, Tua is supposed to be the man. Like, he's supposed to be the the quarterback, you know. So Since high school, he was an NFL projecting, like, first-round pick quarterback. Like, this man is a prophecy coming to life right now. This is no exaggeration. Like, since he was at Alabama, even, everyone's like, yeah, as soon as his three years are up, he's going to the NFL. He's going yeah, to be the first he's pick. Yeah, he's his first pick. Like, that's – there was the tanking for Tua. Tanking for Tua. Like, that was always the talk. So, I understand all that. But, again, if you're looking good – I believe the Dolphins have two dominant wins in a row, beating some some decent teams. They absolutely whooped up the 49ers. I uh, I do think if you wait more than two more, I uh, I want to say that it's still too early to make this move. But if he's healthy, saying that he's not going to get injured for the rest of the season, because if he gets injured. Holy shit, did you maybe ruin your franchise right. for years to come? Because you did the Derrick Rose thing where it's like, hey, look, you can come back because you just got medically cleared. Come back and, and help our team win, and then you wreck both your knees for the rest of your life. Yeah. And your franchise has been bottom-dwelling since. If he gets hurt, management is going to get crushed for this move. But there is still 10 games left in the season – you only got a game and a half out of winning your division, which guarantees you a playoff spot. There's plenty of time for them to make a full-on run and for Tua to actually get up to speed. I can see why they're doing this. Ten games, and we got to win maybe half, and we still might win the division? Yeah. If he's healthy, and if he's looking ready, and if he's looking like everything he's supposed to be, I mean, why wait, I guess? But just looking at their schedule and I what, don't agree how they're doing it, but you know what? That's Why what wait? I hate. Why wait? Again, three and three. Their three losses. They lost to the Seahawks by eight points, so they were in that one. They lost the to Seahawks the they lost to the Bills by three points, so they were in that one. And they're leading the division. Opening week, they got beat by the Patriots by ten. I mean. Yeah. Patriots, when they first, I mean, Patriots are Patriots. You always got to kind of count them in there. Right. But they beat the 49ers 43 to 17. 
That's that's a big win for them. They beat the Jaguars. And they beat the 49ers how they should have been beaten by most teams. Right. <laughs> but the 49ers have been pulling it together. And then it's the Jets they just beat, so that one doesn't count. It was like a scrimmage for them. But still, <laughs> to, to bench... I'm not saying you're, Fitzpatrick you're... deserved to be bench. I guess is what I'm, I'm getting. That's at. my biggest thing. I don't. I don't believe he didn't lose the job. Correct. They did him dirty the way they they kind of. He's having a good year. Like they're they're looking good. You can't say that he lost games. You know what it reminds me of is Alex Smith when he got a concussion. Yes. And uh, they threw in um, Kaepernick. But the problem is is that Fitzpatrick doesn't have a concussion and he's not hurt. They're just taking him out and just throwing in the other kid anyways. That's what it feels like to me, except you can't say that Fitzpatrick was even hurt. They're just throwing him in, which, again, like I mean, uh, Kaepernick took him all the way to the Super Bowl, nearly won the whole thing. It feels very much like that, but they did do him dirty by he, – he never lost the job. Again, they were up in the game. They pulled him out because they were winning. That's disgusting. Yeah, you, you give him – I think he got like two reps – at the end of the game, yeah, two passes, one hundred percent completion rating, two for two. <laughs> so nine you yards. start him, you start him <laughs> off of that. Like <laughs> I've seen enough. That just blows me away that you do two that. Two passes, one in the job. Yeah. Uh, again, I'm I'm dumbfounded. I don't know if this was something they planned on doing before the season started. No matter what their record was going to be, they were going to do this. Maybe that was their intentions. That bye week, we're benching benching Fitzpatrick. Two is going in, no matter how we're looking, no matter what's going on, kind of deal. But Bur- I just don't know if I would do it. I mean, Burrow started the season. Yes. Uh, I think in all in all reality, we all expected uh, Herbert to start at some point. He sure. ended up getting the job under some well, crazy fluke circumstances. Injury. But, I mean, Tyrod Taylor wasn't going to make it all the way through the season uh, as a no. starting quarterback. Herbert was going to start at some point. Uh, so, I again, I agree with the move. I don't agree with how, how or when. But I do agree. I mean, it was going to happen. If Tua was healthy this entire offseason, he was going to start game one. So I feel like it's late on that aspect. But again, I, I do feel like they did Fitzpatrick dirty. Okay. If the reason why I say it is dirty is because they are winning. If they were doing bad, if they were one and five, you know. Hell, two, two and three. I would understand Instead it. of three and three, two and three. Yeah, throw them in. But three and three and being in those games is why you don't do them like that. Again, maybe they knew. Maybe he knew. But that man was playing pretty good for being Fitzpatrick. I mean, Fitzpatrick always has his up-and-down games. He'll have a game where he has five touchdowns, the other game comes right back into those five interceptions. Love him. But he's playing hard. He's hustling for you. He's on a bad team that no one expected to be anything. You're like, you do this? I just I don't like it. I think it's kind of dirty on Fitzpatrick's part. Maybe it's because I, I like Fitzpatrick and the way he plays. Well, I mean, you know, he's a guy you can easily get behind. When he hits the field, you know he wants to win. He's not afraid of any throw out there. He has a great personality. He has a tremendous godly beard. Yes. He's an easy guy to root for. He plays a game with passion. You know, he wants to win. He's careerly on bad teams. Yeah. At least for the second half of his career. Yeah. It, it feels wrong the way it happened, but I do support it. I feel like if, if two is healthy, you, you were going to start him anyways, and you give him enough time to win the division and get you into the playoffs. Two is your future. Like again, maybe he comes out and shines, and but not against I, the Rams. I look like a fool. You don't put him against the Rams. <laughs> I agree. That's a nasty defense, and Donald's gonna want to hit him. Oh man, if if that's the biggest <laughs> thing, Donald's gonna want to hit him. <laughs> Donald's gonna want to welcome that boy. He's 
If you ever wanted to put two against a guy that will likely give him a pile driver and end his career <laughs> in his first game, it's Donald right now. I mean, when they played the Redskins. Oh, man, against the Jets. And the Alex Smith was the quarterback on his first game back in. The first chance Donald gets, he jumps on his back. Yeah. This man's had 17 surges on his legs, and you just jump on his back when you're a 300-pound man? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's just, he doesn't care. Yeah, you, you wait till the following week, whoever it is. You don't put him against Aaron Donald in the Rams defense. But, I mean, you know what? That, that's going to be the cost. Cost of getting the starting QB position over Fitzpatrick when he didn't deserve it just yet. That just gives us something to look forward Congratulations. to. Congratulations. You're something in the NFL and you're playing about. Aaron Donald. Early prediction. Out of those three quarterbacks, who's going to have the best career? Ooh. <laughs> uh, everything in me wants to say Tua because... I mean, he's he's supposed to be the guy. Uh, Joe Burrows had the the season a legend uh, at LSU, but I mean, if you go to prior to that season, if you go into that season before it happened, he had that one wasn't supposed to happen. He had that one season. Not saying he's not yeah. good. He had one season where he earned the moniker the Tiger King, and I mean, I tell you what, uh, this isn't a college football podcast, but Alabama's looking very LSU. Yes, right now. They're firing on all cylinders. They're they're going to be a tough one to beat. Um, I wanted to say like a lot of things, um, you know, that teams could do to beat Alabama and ways of scheme. And then I'm like, do you even beat Alabama? It's like, again, it's kind of like playing LSU last year. It's like, I don't know if it's going to be done. And so why I am I trying to find holes that aren't there? If it keeps up, it's going to be another Clemson Bama final. I mean, it's shaping up to be for sure. We got to see what everyone else is playing. Spoiler: We got to see what the suck eyes look like. <laughs> There's the Michigan guy. <laughs> there he is. Let, let's see what this sorry uh, OSU is looking like. But I, I Bama just looks incredible. Clemson looks good too. Don't get me wrong. No, don't, but yeah, don't mistake. Clemson looks really good as well. But they're playing ACC. They're not playing SEC. Yeah, SEC always is a different beast and the way that they kind of whooped up on the old (coughs) bulldogs (laughs) go dogs (laughs) can we come back full circle and come back to my quarterback conversation yeah we can uh can you just tell me who you think it is uh (sighs) Tua. i hate to say this pains me to say this but i think it's probably herbert and i really hate it because he is he's a charger the oregon guy the kid looks incredible, man. Is going to be a better quarterback than Alabama and LSU. Let me tell you why. I mean, these guys have, I mean, granted, the ceiling and the projections, the expectations of these guys is probably insurmountable. What scares me with Tua, the Herbert reason why I say Tua uh-huh. isn't going to be it is because he's going to get hurt. If everything in his life has... That's the thing. If you get hurt, to it, then that's true. If you get hurt every time, like unfortunately, you, you, it's you're injury prone. It's unfortunate that it's that way, but that's one thing that carries over. Like if you get hurt constantly, it's not going to change. Yeah, your body typically doesn't get stronger, right? Unfortunately, because I mean he has all the promise in the world. So that's the reason why I go that route. It, Herbert just looks like the real deal. Like you're more pro style kind of quarterback. I understand that we're going towards more of this new age kind of quarterback, a little bit more mobile. Mm -hmm. And Herbert is mobile, but not mobile the way this newer age is. He can move in the pocket just fine. So I I think he's more of your 
out of the three of them, he's more of the kind of classic quarterback that you look for. And Burroughs, I'm just there's only one rest season. I don't know if I trust that yet. And the Bengals, they always <laughs> perennial losers, man. Oh yeah, and he's on the Bengals. Perennial losers, so it's it's hard to say. Hey, Dalton got them to playoffs. Yeah. Dalton did just fine in the regular season. You can get him in the playoffs. If, if Burroughs <laughs> can do that, uh, and he can get him in the playoffs and he can give him a shot, then, uh, then yeah, he can make some noise and kind of start fulfilling with uh, all those expectations he has. Again, then you have Tua on the Miami Dolphins. Perennially, not a fantastically ran organization. Correct. But I do feel like out of the three teams, they're making the best moves for the future. The Chargers' defense is, is out. They're stacked. Yeah. But offensively, they kind of they don't really scare me. Not to say the Dolphins' offense scares you, but I've seen them make the moves to be able to go the right direction. Yeah, I, I feel like with them getting Tua, I feel like, and especially putting him in this early, I feel like they want to start winning. Like they're drafting linemen, they're trying to get the right weapons around them. You know, I mean. Yeah. If they can give themselves a nice running game. To be fair, I think Cincinnati's going to do the same thing. I think with them getting Burroughs, I think they have an, I think they have a feeling that, hey, we have somebody special here. We need to get on board, and we need to start giving this guy the stuff that he needs. And I think we'll see that from both uh, organizations going forward. Um, but I just trust the Chargers organization far more because they've done it with Rivers throughout his entire career. They always got him weapons. I yeah. just feel like they just underachieved. F the Chargers. They suck. <laughs> That's this guy's not a fan of a lot of teams. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, I'm not like you, and I'm like, oh, it's my division. I love them. They're great. No, F the division. <laughs> I don't want my division winning anything. I hope they all lose, no matter what situation is. I wasn't happy the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Oh, I know. I know no. that. No, you won't be for years to come. No, that's that's the problem. They're they're coming back down to earth. They overpaid. Losing one game is coming back down to earth. <laughs> the Raiders gave you the blueprint. <laughs> the problem is not everybody's as great as the Raiders. Or Derek Carr. <laughs> or John Gruden. Oh, man. I love it. It's good to be back. It's going to be a great week. It's I can't wait. to be back here with you, Josh. It's, it's been phenomenal to be able to get this in. Again, I apologize to everyone out there for our hiatus. But it's things we couldn't handle. Things out of our control. Yeah, it was definitely out of our control. It was not a lack of wanting to be here and doing this. So we will be consistent again. Yeah, we record every Tuesday, uh, if not earlier. Um, and then so we'll get it out to you typically within uh, 48 hours, 72 hours. We'll get it to you before the week is out. And the next uh, football game goes live. Um, if you wouldn't mind, please, to help support the channel, if you would uh, give us a download on the app that you follow, uh, give us a like, join our uh, Facebook page. We're always keeping up to date on every move across all major sports. Um, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Please get back to us on, do you disagree with us? Are we right on point? What do you think of, uh, of our takes here? Are we way off or are we on, or are we, uh, or are we on top of it as, uh, as we move on and go forward? Josh? Just spread the word, guys. Invite everybody to our page. You know, invite your friends, tell people about the podcast. Let's get this going. So we got two schmucks, one with a shirt on, one with a shirt <laughs> off, and we love talking sports with you guys. We got more and things girls. coming. That's the biggest thing. We we do have more things coming. We have plans for some big ideas. And as this continues to grow, we hope all you come with us. We appreciate everybody. Love go you guys. Go Heat, go Bears, go Dogs. Thanks for listening to Shirts and Skins with Tori and Josh.